Chapter 1 He was minding his own business. Nobody was bothering him. The L was crowded. An unexpected cloudburst hurried pedestrians off the Chicago streets. But he'd been boxing the loop since four o'clock. He'd seen rush hour come and go. Night had arrived. The train rattled. It was steamy inside, and it squealed when it left Clark on its way to Washington, but not enough to shake him. Strangers coming and going at each stop meant nothing to him, and he meant nothing to them. No one knew how long he'd been there. No one asked him what he was thinking or why he didn't speak or smile. No one looked twice. If they had, they would have seen a tall, wiry man with sandy hair and a bleak expression, alternately gazing at the passing buildings or someone inside the car. For the last few minutes, he'd been watching a nurse's aide struggle to keep awake, the train's sway lulling her to sleep. He'd bet she'd earned her rest, a double shift maybe, fourteen hours on her feet carrying the weight of someone else's woes. A hospital couldn't operate without them. They kept the place running. They were miracle workers, and humble. The rain stopped. A waterfall rushed along the window when the train turned, sluicing from the rooftop, ending in teardrops. He could hear the wheels grind. Chains rattled. Then, beyond the edge of the elevated tracks, maybe three stories above the sidewalk, he saw a young woman in a parking garage. She stood under a light and seemed to be floating against the shadows in the structure. Dressed in a gray business suit, she had opened the car's back door to drop her briefcase inside. He saw a stocky man in a black skin-tight t-shirt come from behind a beam in front of the car next to hers. He stood behind her. A thin, trimmed beard clung to his jawline. She closed the car door. As the train moved on, the man in the garage grabbed the young woman by the shoulder, spun her, reared, and punched her in the face. The woman fell backward like a toppled tree, her head striking the concrete floor. Then the train turned again. A yellow brick building blocked the view. The man on the L stood and stepped into the aisle, his fingers pressed against the ceiling for balance. He got out at the next station, wading hurriedly through a group of teenage girls. Wet newspaper pages were strewn along the platform. At the bottom of the wooden stairs, he stepped around a sagging homeless man, piss-scented and broken. If the world worked like it should, a CPD patrol car would be parked on the other side of the street, two cops in short sleeves. He'd tell them what he'd seen, a young woman assaulted in the parking garage, third floor. She's hurt. The man, squat, bearded, black hair, dark eyes, dressed in black. Latin. Mexican, maybe. I don't know. The cop in the passenger seat would look up. You sure? Then he'd look over at his partner. They'd be annoyed. They didn't need this. A shit night. The rain cleans nothing. But then their thoughts would run, and they'd figure out they'd better check it out, given this guy here was sober, clean, and forthright. Probably educated, too. Meaning he knew how to bitch up a ladder, post a grievance online that Internal Affairs or the press would read. Stick around, the cop in the passenger seat would say. Mr. The man would give a false name and, when the patrol car pulled out, walk away. Very likely he would never think again about the young woman who took the punch. Maybe he'd see her punished in his dreams. He couldn't control them, no more now than before. But the man knew the world didn't work like it should. 
If it did, the woman wouldn't have been assaulted. He wouldn't be hurrying toward the garage, clinging to buildings backlit by barroom neon. He wouldn't be alone in Chicago. Water dripped here, streamed there, rolled down the L's rusted stanchions. The scent of sparks followed him, the scent of cats. Steam rose from the streets. Cars drove by, water splashed and then resettled, and he found the parking garage. He walked past the cashier, her face melting in boredom as she doled out change to a tired man in a dress shirt, his tie at half-mast, jacket hooked on a finger and up by his shoulder. The man who left the train kept walking, using the incline rather than the stairs. On the second level, a car pulled up behind him and then turned into a parking spot, wet tires squealing. There were many...